0: all right welcome back to the green mountain sports roundup i am ernesto sanchez i'm here with john downing and special guest liam barnett marty's taking the week off so uh liam's filling in for him and it's time for a recap of this week in sports gentlemen how are we doing today
1: well we're doing
2: thank how are you good. Things are amping up, and I'm, I'm getting excited. It's been a little bit of a slow time in sports, but things are definitely starting to amp up with NFL free agency, the playoffs are coming soon, baseball is coming, so let, let's get into it.
0: Yeah, uh, shit really popped off uh, today uh, in in NFL, and I was searching a little bit for what we were going to talk about today, and you know, I looked at my phone, I had like 37 different messages from you from all the... The moves that happened today and sort of the fallout from that. Um, but before we get into it, let's start with our eighteens. Um, Johnny, you want to kick us off with Peyton Manning?
2: No thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna go AJ Green. <laughs> All right. All right. So AJ Green, University of Georgia project. Up. Uh, sorry, he was drafted out of the University of Georgia. Uh, he's 30 years old, plays for the Cincinnati Bengals, wide receiver. He's a seven-time Pro Bowl selection, 2nd second, two-time second-team All-Pro selection. Uh, definitely one of the best receivers in the NFL. He has 602 career receptions, 8,900 receiving yards, and 63 touchdowns. And I chose him because he's I'm hoping... Well, not Peyton Manning, but I'm also hoping that he's one of the that he's a potential receiver the Patriots could go after in this offseason. I know they've been linked to OBJ recently, and I still am very hopeful for that. But if OBJ thing falls through, I'm hopeful that A.J. Green possibly comes to fruition. I would like to see him in a Patriots uniform. I just think he'd be a good weapon for the Patriots to have and for Brady to have at this back end of his career. So my 18, A.J. Green. Right.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, he's he... Still has a lot in the tank for sure. Uh, unfortunately, he hasn't been featured on really great Bengals squads of late. But uh, but yeah, sometimes he gets forgotten as as one of the uh, one of the greats, at least as far as physical talent and, and production ability. Even if it hasn't really taken him uh, too deep in the playoffs in a while. Oh, but but he's yeah, an no, excellent juggler
2: too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Liam, you uh, are you gonna go with Peyton Manning?
2: Oh,
1: um, yes, <laughs> I am because, uh, it's, it's, um, disingenuous really to pick anybody else. Uh, Peyton Manning is absolutely the most influential 18, uh, certainly of my life. Uh, and from the names that I was sifting through, trying, trying, just begging the world to provide me with any good reason, I didn't have to say Peyton Manning, um, but, no, he's just... Uh, we don't even have to talk about him. I don't even want to talk about him. I don't want to say nice things about him, but uh, we were all there. We know what he did. He took um,
2: HGH in the late part of his career,
1: right? <laughs> You're like, yeah. As yeah, as, as, as Johnny can't let any conversation go by without mentioning. Uh, but, I really, I think what I appreciate, if anything, <laughs> about Peyton Manning <laughs> is... Uh, you know, he added, he, he, I think he added to the storyline that, you know, the, the drama that is uh, Brady's career uh, gave him a rival. Gave you guys. Gave him, uh, uh, you know, it kind of came out, it's, it's kind of fun, it's like almost a, a, the, the storyline of an anime. You have like the two bitter rivals from different schools, and one of them is technically stronger than the other one, but, but that other one has the power of heart. And then his little the little brother of the rival ends up being you know your protagonist Kryptonite and sliding the dagger in a couple times along the way. Uh, it's 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 a fun storyline. Uh, but yeah, no, Peyton Manning is 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 uh, calling calling him a first ballot Hall of Famer is not even fair to him. He's he he completely changed the game and. Uh, uh, I, you know, really appreciate that he didn't actually end up doing more damage to the Patriots' dynasty and legacy because he definitely could have.
0: All right. A rousing uh, and heartfelt tribute to Peyton Manning. Thank you, Liam. Uh, I went with um, the real deal, James Neal, uh, one of my f- favorite penguins. A penguin with you. Hey, you know. We all have our things. You guys managed to talk about the Patriots and your tributes to players that aren't on the Patriots, so fuck you guys. 31-year-old right winger from Calgary. Uh, well, <clears throat> he's from somewhere else in uh, in Canada, but he currently plays for the Flames. Uh, he had 140-goal uh, season with the Pens back in 2012. Um, I like him probably best. Uh for being an integral part of the uh, trade with Nashville to bring Hornquist to our team. Uh, he was a great puzzle piece that I think was pretty instrumental in helping us win uh, those back-to-back Cups. And A little interesting thing about him is he actually lost uh, back-to-back Stanley Cup Finals uh, with both Nashville and then as part of the expansion draft uh, in Vegas. He's been in the uh, league 11 years, 758 games, 268 goals, 242 assists, 510 points, and 554 penalty minutes. Uh, he can be a bit of a scumbag sometimes, so I went with number 18, the real deal James Neal. Uh, and we will just, I guess, slide straight into Hockey Talk real quick, get it out of the way. Um, How
2: about the Lightning? 5-1 to one now.
0: Oh, Jesus, just kicking the shit out of Toronto at the end of the second. Game of the
2: night, and it's a blowout runaway.
0: There's, uh, what is it, nearly a month left uh, in the season, and they've already uh, clinched their playoff spot. With 108 points, they have a plus 85 goal differential. It's it's unbelievable. Um, you You made a comment before we started recording that you think we've been making the Warriors analogy... Uh, all year practically, and they might be better than the
2: Warriors. Yes, because I think, I mean, we're talking hockey, but I think that the Warriors may have finally reached the boiling point of the infighting and the disgruntled men in, in in the team, within the team itself. And I think DeMarcus Cousins is a serious problem defensively for that team. And if they don't solve it, I think they could be in jeopardy. Of winning their third straight championship this year. Yeah. And we saw Coach Kerr last night say, I'm so sick of Draymond's shit.
0: Well, we'll so. get into uh, basketball in the second half of the show. What um, did you, what'd you catch of the game last night? I'm referring to uh, Boston-Pittsburgh, in which the Penguins cut short the schedule making hopes. Yeah, scheduled Schedule Boss. Schedule Motherfucker. <laughs> um. Ending their 19-game point streak. Um,
2: Longest streak since 1941 for the Bruins, yeah. so quite some time. And to be honest, you know, I, I, I can make some excuses like no Pasternak, no Jake DeBrusque. Um, you know, they and they and they weren't even playing well in the pri- prior games against Florida and Ottawa. They had to come back late and squeak out late wins. So they were due to lose, and the Penguins were just the team. They got up to an early lead. And I'm proud of the way that the Bruins fought last night um, to make it even 3-2 to two at the end. Oh, and then yeah. the 4-2 with empty net, I thought, was a good showing. You know, Halak was in net. Uh, they lost Matt Grzlik, the defenseman, with uh, what they thought was potentially a broken arm last night. But it turns out X-rays were negative, so we'll see how long he's out for, but it's not a broken arm.
0: So I think what happened yesterday is you had a team in the Penguins who's... Uh, fighting for every point at this point, only up against you know up two and four points respectively on the um, wild on the wild card teams, and uh, they're coming off of two really tough games against Columbus. Uh, emotional games, playoff sort of uh, playoff atmosphere, games intensity
2: level higher,
0: and um, you have the Bruins who had what Ottawa before that, Florida and before Florida before that.
2: So they were playing against younger guys with not playoff intensity.
0: Yeah, teams in that games. had kind of already packed it in for the year mm-hmm. and trying some trying some new stuff out. And I um, I think the Pens just came out smoking in the first period, and it was it was difficult. Um, Difficult to come back from that.
2: And then even, so, you know, when David, when Pasternak's back and Jake DeBrusque is back, we're not going to have Lee freaking Stempniak, who had no idea why this guy is on the Bruins roster, but he his giveaway led to the first goal of the game. Mm-hmm. He will not be playing the meaningful minutes for the Bruins come playoff time. So um, we can rest assured that we're not, uh, I think I'm almost positive, unless these injuries, more injuries mount, or these injuries drag out much further than they're expected to for Debrusk and Pashtenak, you're not gonna see Lee Stempniak playing much at all.
0: I gotta tell you, John, this is the most complete Bruins team I've seen in a long time. When it, healthy. When health well, of course, I mean. Um but it, they 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 can really roll a couple lines now, um and I think Pashtunak has been just a um a godsend to this team. They were
2: undefeated without Postenak. Yeah. In, until no, last
0: but, night, I, but I think, I think what he brings to the team is so, um, you know, as one of those really gifted offensive talents, um, I, I would expect for him to be traded within the next couple of years.
2: Yes. Yeah. Allah, uh, Joe Thornton, Sagan. Tyler Sagan, <laughs> Phil Kessel. Right. Absolutely. Can't keep those offensive weapons around. No, he resigned before last year. I don't know. I'm just kidding. He's not he, he shouldn't be going anywhere unless it's a trade which I suppose could happen but I wouldn't count on it but although they aren't happy with him for for the the injury the thumb injury oh which which cut if
0: have you heard more about that
2: that it was Donato who pushed him Donato pushed him and then they traded Donato no yeah I have heard more Wow mm-hmm.
0: fuck. Holy shit, that's But you crazy. know, it was
2: after a game on a Sunday afternoon against the Blackhawks. It was a matinee game, and then they had a team sponsored dinner that night, and so it was coming out of some Boston bar, and they he was got trying all to get a scuba. They were all loaded up and sauced up or whatever. And yeah, I heard it was Donato, and sure enough, what was it a week, ten days later, donato was gone. Huh. Just like that. <laughs>
0: <Yeah,
1: De-nada. laughs>
0: Alright, so um... Just a couple another couple other notes uh, from around the league. Uh, Jakub Voracek, Philadelphia forward, um, suspended two games for a back check hit on Johnny Boychuk. Um, the suspension's currently under appeal, but I think it'll be upheld. At at most, you know, they'll cut it down to one game. But um, did you see the hit?
1: Nope.
0: Uh, it's one of those hits. Now that guys are getting suspended for, um, that they may not have even been penalized for 10 years ago. Um, it's, it's really interesting to see.
2: But then the other night when Marcus Johansson got hit by the, by, um, oh, geez, I forget his name on Carolina when they were wearing the Whalers uniforms and the guy went right up, you know, I guess it was a legal hit, but I thought, you know, they could, they could have called a penalty, and they didn't, but he went right to his upper head, and, you know, with his shoulder, knocked Johansson out, and I get that the book on Johansson is, he gets concussions, so hit him high and take him out of the game. I get that, but it feels to me like there should have been a penalty on a play like that, so while I get that the league is softer now, in some parts, it's, it's not.
0: Well, I think, I you know, it depends... Largely on what's called on the ice, I feel like it's it's easier um, to give suspensions for hits that are that are called penalties on the ice. True. Um, speaking of more suspensions, Jack Eichel was given two games uh, for his hit on Carl Soderberg of the Avalanche, uh, and this is right on the heels of the McDavid suspension um, for his hit on Nick Letty. I mean, th- big stars, big names, marquee players. Getting two game suspensions um, for questionably dirty hits. Um, Now the the Eichel hit was kind of a little more um, a little more blatant, you know. But even still, it's like you could see him getting one game, or or, you know, even just a fine. Um, But yeah, and and of Getty Malkin getting getting the one game suspension. Now I, I see a lot of people bringing up um the the Malkin suspension in defense of these other guys and why they should only have one game suspensions cuz uh Malkin swung his stick like a fucking tomahawk and if he had actually made contact with um with the guy's head he could have ended his career like it was it was a nasty play and so you know a little bit of that um uh, bitching about Penguins refs favoritism um, in the Twitterverse I was picking up a lot of that so you know haters gonna hate you guys know that as Patriots fans uh, and then finally one last thing I just wanted to to bring up my boy the flower uh, Marc-Andre Fleury um, past Canadian uh, goalie pioneer Jacques Planck uh, for eighth all-time in wins uh, with his 6-2 victory over Vancouver um, and his 438th career win. Wow. Yeah, I mean this... Uh, he also he, had his
2: eighth shutout recently, which is oh, most, yeah. in the, most in the league this year.
0: Yeah, his last year with the Pens, he had he had ten shutouts. You know, was, uh, he's an amazing goalie. Um, so you're
2: going to Penn's goalie, though. Murray had a really good game last oh night. Oh, my
0: God. Murray's been unbelievable the last week. Or so. Um, so we're we're
2: starting to see on the heels of a back. He went back to back too, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. They and it's not the first time they've done that recently. I think, I think they're off of the Casey to Smith experiment, and um, they just need Murray to to get us some some points.
2: Get it going. Yeah. That uh, way we can get the Pittsburgh Tampa Bay matchup in the first round that we're all hoping for.
0: Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. That's the plan. First, second wild card. That That is a battle because. Uh, can I just discuss this for a brief second? Liam, I'm not sure
2: if you know about the hockey playoff format and that it changed recently. But so we could potentially have in the first round the second and third best teams in the entire NHL in Boston and Toronto have to play in the first round. And then in the second round, the number one seed, Tampa Bay, might have to play the two seed in the entire NHL in the second round in the Bruins. What the hell? Why did they change to this playoff format? Because of of more expansion? (coughs) But why fix something that isn't broken? Like the NBA has the one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five, and that's the way it always was. Now we have this top three in each division and then two wild cards. And then each winner of the two divisions plays the wild cards, while number two and three in each division battle it out. And it's complicated.
0: The short answer. And
2: it's screwing over. Like last year, it screwed over the Bruins, I felt like, because they had to play Tampa in the second round. And the same thing could happen again this year.
0: I mean, the the two years that the Penguins won, the best two teams in hockey played each other in the second round, two years in a row. That's right. So, the short the short answer is to build intensity in division rivalries. That's why. End of story. And, and conference rivalries beyond that as well. They want these teams to Do be... Do you like it
2: better than the old format? I
0: like it. I like being able to count on playing the Capitals in the second round and just like, you know... What if you have to play Tampa in round one? Well, that fucking sucks, but we should have I mean I guess I, sh- I guess we should eight, win our division I guess
2: in that scenario you would be like the 8 versus you would be the 8-1 so that that's fine I get that I just don't like the how the Bruins as a 2 seed could have to play the 3 seed Toronto in the first round
0: Why you should love that matchup you guys have fucking Toronto in your back pocket
2: it's a seven game it's always a seven game barn burner it goes right until the end. Well, the is so
0: is so in caps pens
2: so I don't know I I just would prefer to get to play got to go through them sooner or later
1: I mean, I, I, I totally suppose. understand what you're talking about, uh, where it, I, I don't understand why they do that, because it doesn't sound like it benefits the ratings or the money drawn in by the playoffs to have very likely your better matchups happening earlier in the playoffs when fewer people are likely to tune in, but, uh, I mean, what, it's sooner, Whoever whoever is whoever's gonna get the only prize they really care about is gonna have to go through the next best team, so... One way or the other was the first round or the end. To like, Might as well do it early while you that. have. all are a, get, if you're a ha- championship everyone's team, healthy. If you're a championship
2: team, you beat these teams whenever you play them. It just, you know, I'm, you know, get used to the, you know, playing the lesser teams. So like, I'd be nice to see Boston play Carolina in the first round, something like that. You know, but whatever, that's just a little gripe
1: I have. So I don't know. Maybe, out. maybe, maybe the maybe the theory is that any you know the people who are going to watch the Stanley Cup are going to watch the Stanley Cup no matter what, and why not bring some heat to the early rounds of the playoffs that maybe weren't as big, uh, you know, a, a television draw, and maybe you know have have a couple good matchups there because you know how how often do you tune in for every game of a of a seven game series between the one seed and the eight seed in the NBA, in The NHL.
2: Or NBA, NBA.
1: Yeah, is, is, you know, No, uh, no one not to say you know. Rarely, you know. rarely, because yeah. you
2: rarely ever see that upset in the NHL. You ha, you we have gotten we plenty had that of, last year. Plenty of eight ones, but in the NBA, it's so rare. I can think of what the the Nuggets did at once. In, like, maybe the they're 90s. trying
1: to maybe they're trying to juice it up so that you know you have a higher likelihood of having you know really marketable matchups th- uh, at some point on the schedule throughout the playoff picture. I don't know. It does sound the way. The way you just described it to me sounds wacky as heck, but... I mean, to, yeah, look if you look at the standings, it is
2: wacky. I mean, it's like, why are, you know, the, technically Calgary and San Jose are just ahead of Toronto, but Toronto could easily win, if they win tonight, then they the, would be the third best team, and the top three teams in the NHL would be in the same division and have to duke it out in the first two rounds
0: um so one last thing on hockey uh, we got the CBj New York Islanders uh game on right now Johnny what do you um what do you think the the possibility is that uh that the Islanders could fall out of the playoffs? They've been
2: slowing down a little bit um they're currently
0: no six points ahead of
2: so Columbus but they also have a game in so no they're ahead of Montreal Montreal is the team that's on the outside looking in right now and they are at 69 games played with 79 points so they are six points ahead and they have a game in hand with Montreal's only got 13 left, mm-hmm. Islanders will have 13 left after tonight um, and the Montreal is slipping uh, to me Montreal is going to be out what do you think? I don't think the Islanders. I think the Islanders have shown a toughness all year long without Tavares. Um, I think that they they hang in.
0: Uh, I think they they make it. I think they fall. Um, they fall to the uh, the first or second wild card. Uh, is think, Carolina's
2: playing so well? Or Columbus? I
0: think Columbus is gonna gonna overtake him. They made too many moves. They have too many pieces for them to not figure it out. There's a lot of talent on that team.
2: Um, they've struggled to figure it out. They've they've added so many pieces. I feel like it's been tough for them.
0: Yeah, but I again, you know, it just takes a little bit of time. So I think the time's
2: running out. I mean, like so, we're saying we have what thirteen games left after tonight.
0: Yeah. So
2: yeah. I, you're right. We'll we'll see it, but tonight's going to go a long way towards determining that, right? The Islanders Blue Jackets game. So that, Islanders up one nothing.
0: That said. Um, I don't think they make it out of the first round. I think they wind up having to play uh, either Washington or or Tampa Bay, and that's just
2: you know. That's not happening. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. They they have they have the heart, but they don't have the team to uh, to to make it through a, a seven game series. It's just too not
2: against teams that skilled.
0: Yeah, it's just too difficult.
2: Okay, well, in the West, I wanted to ask you about Arizona. How about Arizona? <clears throat> oh yeah. They're yeah. on fire, and Coyote's they are one tour. point behind Minnesota for the final playoff spot. They're only two points behind Dallas. They have a game in hand on Minnesota. Um,
0: yeah, I mean Arizona's been fantastic. Um, It'd be a good story, right? It would be a great story, especially come you know coming from was it last place last year. If not very close to it, I, I mean, mean I feel and like they, they haven't started been relevant off in so long. They started off the season, I believe, too, with like a create like a ten or twelve game losing streak.
2: You know, and they made some trades too, like giving up um, what Max Domi to the Canadians. So, so they went through some changes. They haven't been relevant in a while, and they're seem to be putting it together. And if they can overtake, you know, Dallas or Minnesota, that'd be something. Be good for them. Although, I, you know, they're gonna get stuck with a. Tough matchup, even if they make it anyway. Oh, I mean, yeah. You look at the top six teams in the West, and the West playoffs are going to be really fun too. Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis, Calgary, San Jose, Vegas. Uh, good luck to Dallas, Minnesota, Arizona, whichever two of those three makes it. Yeah. The well, Colorado's or right Colorado, there. Colorado's
0: Colorado right there too. And, like you know, them. you can never count Nathan McKinnon out.
2: And Landis Gog. Yep, Yeah. absolutely
0: and i mean miko rantanen as well yep. you know he had that that scoring lead for the, for the longest time um yeah so I, I i think the stanley cup playoffs as always as i always think this are going to be absolutely fucking electric this year and, and Ve- vegas knights bringing in uh mark stone i mean and and locking him up for the next 8 years yeah uh, pretty lucrative contract for him. They got money to spend and I, I love that they're not just riding the coattails of their success last year and uh, you know they're actually they're trying to get back there and do it again.
2: So it looks like the playoffs start exactly a month from today. four, four weeks from today. Yeah, so it's gonna be a good time.
0: All right, uh, speaking of today, lots of moves uh, moving and shaking. In the, what'd you call it, the legal tampering? Uh?
2: So, yeah, today at what, 4 o'clock at Eastern Times began the legal tampering for the NFL free agents. And then Wednesday is the actual signing period, is when you can start signing free agents. But now the legal tampering kind of has begun at the combine, or, or illegal t- tampering has begun at the combine. And now when legal tampering begins is now the actual signing period. So, even though the NFL was like, okay, we know te- teams are tampering with the players, so we're going to make a legal tampering period. Wait, did they
0: actually call it that? Yeah. Uh, yes.
2: I'm yeah. Yes. yes, I'm not kidding. Legal tampering. Yes, I'm not kidding. So, now, they've I thought actually... With me. The teams and the players have bumped it up even further. So, curious to see if the NFL does move it up even more in future years, because... I think that the teams actually do start talking to the players at the combine, you know, over drinks and stuff. And, you know, everyone's, you know, it's kind of like baseball's winter meetings, you know, in Indianapolis. So may as well make it then.
1: Hmm. Yeah. But the winter meetings are for that.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's becoming that for the NFL. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. uh, So do you want me to just kind of run through the signings here? I got the list maybe maybe we
0: save uh, the first one you got up there for uh I'm
2: going to go bottom to top here. Yeah, there we go. We'll do All that. right. So, bear with me here. Tyler Croft, tight end, signs with Buffalo Bills. Linebacker Quan Alexander signs with San Francisco 49ers. That's Mark-
0: kind of a that's kind of a, a big signing. He's a good player. He's a good player. He's going to be making lots of money on this deal. 4 years 54? 4 years 54. Wait, what's, he,
1: what's he coming back from an ACL or ACL. Yeah, three? he's
0: coming off an ACL and uh, 27 is of that is
2: guaranteed. All right. Uh, Frank Gore, can you believe this? He signs with the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> dude, he's the, he's the Vince Carter of the NFL. He's oh, going to play until he's fucking Buffalo, years dude. old. Buffalo dude, like I, I get why you're old, you're old and you want to go down and play in Miami. I get that. Okay, you live in Miami. Great. I get to continue my career. I I went to school in Miami. I'm from there. Now he's gonna to go to Buffalo. I uh, <laughs> for what? It's gonna help me out
0: because I don't know if you remember this, but all year last year I kept mis- mistaking, uh, uh, fuck, who who's on the Bills? Uh, Shady. Yeah, yeah. Shady McCoy. <laughs> I would just call him Frank Gore for no reason. So this is this is gonna help
1: me out. Oh, you got Perfect. both.
2: All right, Honey Badger signed a three-year deal. Tyron Matthew, um, former Texan safety, signs with Kansas City Chiefs. That's. They need his help there, so yeah, they
1: they they, they did. Although, uh, what, what's Barry's contract status? I feel like is is safety really? Uh, where he they might be to up. Spend money?
2: No, he might be up. I think he he's done.
1: He might be done there. Mm, you're right. That, that's a tough deal to project as as talented as, as talented as he is versus how uh, accident prone uh, or injury prone rather. But uh, yeah, no, it, uh, Casey getting better. Scary. Period. So then the next one is Devin
2: Funches, wide receiver from Carolina is now um, going to Indianapolis. So Indianapolis using some of their 132 million dollars of available cap space to sign the big wide receiver out of Michigan. I think oh, that one might
1: I think that one might be looked back on as one we didn't think was as important as it as it turned out to be. I think like you know uh, he, he might be he might be next year's Eric Ebron sort of uh, rejuvenated by getting to go to work with uh, Andrew Luck. Could be. They, they need a big guy to go with speed guy T.Y. Hilton, so
2: we'll see. Former Patriots slot corner man from, via, from uh, Seattle signed with Detroit today. That's Justin Coleman. Signed a four-year... 26 million dollar deal and it's probably the worst nfl free agent signing i've ever seen in my entire life
1: <laughs> a, isn't he a nickel corner nickel corner <laughs> flat,
2: yeah nickel slot corner he was has traded a,
1: has, has a nickel corner ever made money like that
2: before no i don't think so and he was traded for cassius marsh back in the day um cassius marsh was. A is terrible, this is this just patron. a
0: move that's that's you know you see these kind of moves uh off of championship teams all the time no because coleman guys, was in seattle Oh okay.
2: Yeah. So this uh, Coleman was traded from the Patriots to Seattle in the twenty seventeen season, the beginning of the twenty seventeen season.
0: So didn't he win one in two thousand sixteen?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. I think I have a suspicion as to why Detroit might be interested specifically in, in that. I think it, uh, I think we'll we'll get through to through the rest of the signings, and I think the pattern might begin to emerge. And then there's a question I'd love to ask you, Johnny, when we get there. Okay. But uh. All right, so a former oh, South cool.
2: Carolina stud running back who was an um, undrafted free agent running back for Seattle who got ca- caught up in a log jam for a while, Mike Davis, signed with the Chicago Bears. Um, he is likely going to unseat Jordan Howard, it looks like, as the starting running back for the Bears. Next on the list well, is... I mean,
1: until Kareem Hunt can run,
2: but... oh well, Wait, Kareem Hunt went to the... Browns. Yeah, Browns.
1: Did I get that wrong?
2: Yeah. Oh, we're talking about the Bears. Pardon me. That's okay. It's a lot of names, a lot of teams. So uh, here we go. So Tampa Bay wide receiver uh, slot guy Adam Humphreys gets a $9 million a year deal for three years from the Tennessee Titans. They outbid the Patriots on this one. The Patriots were interested in Humphreys. He caught seventy six balls last year, and they they really liked him, but they weren't willing to go the, to the nine million dollars a year that he got, which is kind of absurd. He makes a, a lot of that's a lot of money for Adam Humphreys. Yeah,
1: Jesus Christ, sounds like somebody had him on their fantasy team late in the year. Like, yeah, but he 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 did some damage on some games, but I I, I don't know. I I uh, am glad Belichick didn't. Open the pocketbooks like that for him.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of money. He wasn't gonna go that far. It's scary
1: far. to see, you know, wide receivers go anywhere else because we need to put like eight bodies in that I know. room. Yes, but uh, but yeah, nine million dollars for Adam Humphreys. I don't know if I see it.
2: All right, former Ravens defensive end slash linebacker Terrell Suggs signs with the Arizona Cardinals. Pair him up with Chandler Jones, and you know they might they might have a nice pass rush going over there.
0: After sixteen years, uh. In Baltimore, I am fucking happy to see that guy. Oh, I bet. I bet. Go across the country.
1: Uh, I mean, T-Sizzle. how much does he have left in the tank, really? Uh, like ah, yeah, he, he, he had plenty. He was good last He had fucking me.
0: plenty. I couldn't believe it because it, for the last five years we say that every every year. It's like how much well, how much when? more does Terrell Suggs have, and he, he's got plenty.
2: Yeah, he was on the field every down, but when he was on the field, he was productive. All right, the next guy, another blast from the past that you thought would have, would have been gone by now would have still around. DJ? Former Tampa Bay wide receiver, deep deep man, Deshaun Jackson goes back home to Philadelphia. Kind of an underrated move. They say that um Deshaun Jackson's routes match up very well with Carson Wentz's deep throwing ability and I mean that's be... what
1: every that's what every front office good says point. whenever you good sign point. a speedy wide receiver. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's always good to have a guy who's fast. Um, Very valid. I uh, uh, but yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. I'm I, I, honestly, I, from Deshaun Jackson's point of view, I was a little surprised that he didn't stay in Tampa Bay with the uh, with the coaching change and the scheme change. Um, you know, he, the the deep man on that team is gonna get a lot of looks, and a lot of opportunities. You know, nobody loves the, Bru- the 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 deep ball like Bruce Arians.
0: All right.
2: All right. Next up is wide receiver from the Washington Redskins going over to the New York Jets is Jamison Crowder, another slot guy. And then former Pittsburgh tight end Jesse James heads up to play with the D- Detroit Lions.
0: I th- um, If I could just interject real quick. I think that this is going to be more of an emotional loss than, uh, than anything. He was our interim Heath Miller. Um, so... Vance
2: McDonald is the guy.
0: Though. Yeah, no, Vance McDonald's the guy, and and the the thing that was good about Jesse James really was just his size, uh, and he did make some huge plays, and um, he's a good football player, but uh, we weren't gonna be able to afford to keep him. So,
1: yeah, I think uh, the, the 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 biggest takeaway for me is now finally both Vance McDonald and Jesse James could be fantasy viable. Because all they did was just eat at each other's uh, stats. I, I think they were. I think they both might be uh, a little better off away from each other. All
2: right. Next up is the Dola, former Patriot, former Dolphin, Danny Amendola signs with the Detroit Lions. I think the pattern is continuing. Next up is Trent Brown signs a former Patriot offensive tackle. Four years, $66 million, to the Oakland Raiders to protect Derek Carr's blindside.
1: I this think was... Derek Carr's blindside might be a little too big to protect, but if there's anybody Carr. in the NFL big enough to do it, it is Trent Brown. And will it
2: be Derek Carr, or will it be Dwayne Haskins?
1: Oh, I mean, I don't think it's going to be this year, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you, if uh, AB takes a significant statistical hit with Carr at quarterback, he might... Uh, he might rock the boat enough to get them to think about drafting one next year.
0: Thirty-six point seven five million dollars guaranteed on this. Uh, he's going to be the highest-paid O lineman in history.
1: Skarnacki is the goat. That's that's. that's this is a that's classic the argument Patriots
2: moved. So they've got it all figured out here. So they got Trent Brown the year before from San Francisco for a fifth-round pick. This year, the past year, they drafted. In the first round, 23rd overall um, tackle guard, guard Isaiah Wynn from Georgia in a um, pro-style pass offense uh, from Georgia to, you know, play in the Patriots system. Uh, they use Trent Brown. They coach him up with Skarnecchia on the offensive line. He does a great job playing tackle. Uh, stays one year with the Patriots. Signs his big mega deal after making only $2 million last year with the Patriots moves on, and the Patriots get a compensatory third-round draft pick in the 2020 draft, and then they'll just replace him with first-round pick Isaiah Wynn, who will be in his second year. So it's just textbook how the Patriots operate, you know, replacing key guys with talent, the next guy coming up, you know? I just,
1: I, yeah, it's, it's just the humility to understand uh, when a guy's real value is, is, is lower than his perceived value, and uh... I, I like we both said, Scar- uh, Skar He's just he's amazing. He puts his guys in excellent situations and in, in, in excellently coached formations, and he makes guys look incredible. He's that's two years in a row. Uh, a, a a guy on on unit breaks the record for his position in free agency and for Nate Solder, it didn't go that well this last year. It's no, not it he's, didn't. he's not playing bad, but he's not playing record-breaking money good. And, and I feel I the same thing's going to happen Trent at Trent Brown's Brown. Gonna do Brown. Yeah, exactly. I think
2: because they say in San Francisco he was losing interest in football, you know, he wasn't you know, he wasn't that as, he wasn't playing what his talent said he the way he should be playing and that's why they they eventually moved on from him.
1: It's it's hard to say exactly how much of uh the sort of Patriots shine is uh, is better schemes or coaching and how much of it is maybe just certain players are more authority dependent and they work better in the boot camp style than they do. Uh, I can only assume that the Raiders locker room is kind of like the Wild West. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, there are a lot of reasons to believe that his success might not be repeatable. Right, is that
2: going to get better in Vegas next year? Yeah. (laughs) Come on.
1: That that kind of guaranteed money uh, when I feel like the league really should be wise to the fact that that, uh, first year expatriates... Uh, tend to have a real big drop-off in, in production. I I, I I was surprised by it. It always works out for the Patriots. Good for him, though, man. He, did good. he did good work for us, and he got paid, so I'm happy to see that happen. Just... Uh, handshake on the way out the door, brother. But I I'm... would
2: like to see, Would like to have seen him kept, though, just because protecting 42-year-old Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time, blind side is important to me, and it should be important to all Patriots fans. <laughs> yes. And, and putting a relative un- an unknown commodity, granted first-round pick talent, in that position, makes me a little bit nervous. But you know, the Patriots always figure it out, so it doesn't matter. Will yeah, it affect I mean, remember, what they remember do? Remember what no. we
1: said about Chandler Jones, and remember what we said about Jamie Collins. Lawyer Malloy,
2: Logan Mankins, uh, yeah, Deion Branch. He's, doesn't uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it's it blows your mind that it doesn't matter. But the, problem, the thing is, you just can't get attached to these players unless it's Tom Brady, because Belichick's going to let them go at some point, and they'll go somewhere else and not be the same player, and the Patriots will be just fine. And it's just, it's got to be frustrating as a non-Patriots fan, I'm sure, to see them lose talent and be fine. So speaking of losing talent, the big guy, the number one free agent on the market was Trey Flowers, Patriots defensive lineman. He goes to Detroit for five years, ni- $85 million. And so, five years, $90 million. It's in that area. So it's 17 or $18 million dollars a year. Is
1: it really? i I heard a completely false report about that. I had yeah. I'd, I'd had it way lower.
0: Well let's get into the Matt Patricia effect.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is sort of the uh, what we learned about Detroit is that Matt Patricia is uh, is really, really highly valuing guys who have uh, experienced and somewhat succeeded in uh, the Patriots system. I think. Uh, A big part of his problem, a much publicized part of his problem in his his rookie year as coach is that he had a locker room that didn't buy into that authoritarian design. And, uh, you know, guys, you know, the the whatever, the do your job or whatever you want to call it, um, that it didn't play in his first year. And I think uh, he is trying to put Uh, Veterans in each one of his position uh, rooms that have experienced Belichick. And if you've experienced Belichick, I bet working for Matt Patricia doesn't seem like as much of a pain in the ass. Um, And I think he's trying to get some example setters of of how to go about business in, in the environment that Patricia grew up in and in the environment that formed him. Um, and then the general I think manager leading him to overvalue these guys monetarily right now, but it might actually be the culture move that he needs. I'm not sure. So, general
2: manager is a former Patriots um, staffer too that worked in the personnel department, Bob Quinn. So, so they had, they're trying to almost recreate the Patriots system there. Which
1: and Danny Amendola is a great guy to have in in, in that uh, in that locker room. If you want that, uh, I'm not certain he's going to put up. Uh, what is it? It's uh, four and a half. Could be six and a half with incentives or something like that. Yeah, I, 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 the jury's out on whether that's a, a good. Uh, you know, he's Danny Playoff, playoff
2: or... Amendola, and the Lions don't get to the playoffs, so I don't yeah, that's, that. that's that's reasonable. So the the Trey
0: Flowers deal is uh, Rappaport's reporting it at uh, five years, sixteen or seventeen million per season.
2: So that's either five and eighty or five and eighty five.
1: Yeah, so I... Uh, man, again, s- sad to see him go. Thanks for the picks.
2: I, it's another... Yeah, so they're going to get more two compensatory third-round picks from losing Trent Brown and Trey Flowers. The thing was about the Trey Flowers, though, with at uh, Trent Brown, they have a replacement in first-round pick Isaiah Wynn. And, and I understand that this year's defensive tackle draft cast class is completely loaded, and some experts have them projected to take Clemson defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence at pick 32, which I would love. Um, and so it's very deep, and I think that's that's probably i they that's probably part of it. Maybe they'll draft someone to replace and be the next Trey Flowers for us. Maybe it's Mar- it's um Michael Bennett who they just acquired mm-hmm. from the Eagles last week, and maybe they were just saying well, we got the guy who over the last three years in the NFL, Michael Bennett is second in pressures to Aaron Donald in the NFL. Yeah, they- did you know that? I at did not seven know that, million dollars, it doesn't surprise at me. At seven million dollars, that's a lot less than paying sixteen or seventeen million dollars a year for Trey Flowers. And the you know the Patriots don't do sacks. They're thirtieth in sacks. Sacks isn't what they want as a team. They do quarterback pressures, and that's one thing that Flowers was good at. He had over twenty quarterback pressures each of the last two seasons, and that had never been done by a Patriot before in history. So that's what we would like Trey Flowers for, and hopefully Michael Bennett can bring that. But the problem is Michael Bennett also brings. A lot of other stuff with him, and for me, he's not the type of guy I want in my locker room. You know, he brings the the Vegas incident where he no
0: cure, pl- no cure for that. Like like a Bill Belichick locker room, though.
2: But Marty Bennett was okay, his brother, because he was more goofy, lovable. I think Michael Bennett has more of a vindictive side to him. And then the thing I've heard about with Philadelphia, because so Philadelphia, why, if you have this guy who gets quarterback pressures second to Aaron Donald over the last three years at only $7 million and you're Philadelphia and you have him playing next to Fletcher Cox, why are you getting rid of him? And the he's saying it's because of money, but there's some, they made some signings today, signing Deshaun Jackson and they signed uh, Grady Jackson from Jacksonville, defensive lineman. So it wasn't because of money because they were spending money today. I think that they got rid of him because... I've heard that some people in the Philadelphia locker room, you either with him or you're against him. So you either think he's cool and funny guy and you like him and you get along with him, or you can't stand his shit. And part of his shit, I think, is that also that report that came out after the season that said Carson Wentz has been babied all his life and Foles should be the quarterback. Do you remember the report that came out right after the season that said Wentz shouldn't be the guy? It should be Foles. Foles should be the guy because you know, Wentz doesn't put the work ethic in. You know, he's been given all everything I think all I've his seen life. Those and so from that, the no, Eagles no. quickly came came back and rebuffed the the report like the, within the next day or two. Was it
1: quoted as being a Philadelphia? And it was, player a, it, was a, it was an Eagles player, and yeah. they
2: didn't say exactly who it was, but we're hearing now that it may have been Michael Bennett. And along with all the other stuff that this guy had, the baggage that this guy has, so. It's the Vegas incident where he claims that the the cop had a gun pointed at him and it was a case of mistaken identity, and that's still a court case that needs to get settled. After Super Bowl 51, where the Patriots played Atlanta and Martellus Bennett was playing for the Patriots, um, Michael Bennett was at the Super Bowl, and after the game, he didn't have a press pass, and he wanted to go see his brother, and he pushed a paraple- paraple- paraplegic 66-year-old man down down, and so he has a court case March 27th to deal with that, pushed him down that incident. From where? And we, was there was a door, <laughs> and he, he pushed him down like, like he was behind the chair door. Over? Yeah, he, barreled a door. He him out of the way. Yeah, barreled him out of the way
1: that that was, I mean, so that I, was I have I haven't heard these things okay
2: and then there was another dot da- when he was in Tampa when he was okay, playing I, for, believe you, I believe you I for, believe well, you. I believe believe you pet friendly if you're pet friendly and t- when he was in Tampa playing for Greg Chiano he had a four-year-old puppy that he just left at his doggy daycare and completely ignored him and his wife wouldn't return phone calls emails then they were billed uh, money for it and they wouldn't they wouldn't pay the bills and so now it's it's even more amount of money but they just totally ignored the dog and left it there. And these are just these are not the type of people who I want on the Patriots. I don't want to root for a guy like this. And then he's also said a lot of stuff about Greg Schiano, who's the Patriots' new defensive coordinator, who used to play for as a coach in Tampa Bay. He said that I've played for some empty, horrendous coaches. One of them would be Greg Schiano, so they don't get along.
1: I I I don't know, man.
2: I don't if, like if it. If they're if <laughs> they're doing
1: it, there's got to be a reason. It's just it like. It literally, it, it's 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 kind of a lame answer as, uh, as as someone attempting to talk about sports right now with some with some authority, but like it just as a fan, he's just done. Belichick's always right about this crap. And he's then there's always also right about this crap. But I can't thirty three defensive
2: false start penalties over the last five years. That's that'll more than the Patriots out. have as an entire team. Yeah,
1: that'll get coached out, or he'll sit.
2: Okay, they, I just... There's got like, to come a point where you're like, I can't root for the laundry on, on this guy. This guy's a bad dude. Okay,
0: breaking news. Johnny is officially out on the Patriots defense. Moving along. <laughs>
2: that's, a,
1: that's a scorching hot take. <laughs> All right, and so that's
2: it for the uh, signings, except we got one more breaking news here. Big, The dead Jets. Dead. The Jets are signing no. former... Vikings linebacker huh. Anthony Barr. Oh, that's, cool. It that,
1: that, that came was, through with less fanfare than yeah. I, I are thought. We, are uh, we just, and
2: then, so I did see Le'Veon Bell tweeted a couple hours ago, decisions, decisions, some tough decisions. So, where do we think uh, Le'Veon Bell ends up?
0: Oh, uh, Dude, I'm so fucking sick of talking about Le'Veon Bell.
2: I heard the Bears are super interested. But they just signed Mike Davis, so they're probably out now. So it's going to it. be the Jets, it's going to be the Colts, it's going to be Raiders. He's going to be fat when
0: he shows up there anyways. He's going to suck this yeah, year. Mark he, I've my heard words. That. Mark my fucking words. He is going to suck so bad and he's going to get paid so much money to suck so bad.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of I've almost been hoping it's going to be the Jets cuz that would be I, I I'd love to laugh at that going wrong for them.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did we we did have one more? Yeah, yeah. big dick Nick, you motherfucker! Oh, he's
1: forgotten again. Yeah, Nick Foles get to the back of the oh yeah
0: eighty eight million dollars. Whatever, nobody cares. Yeah, we'll
2: pay him more than Brady. He's definitely better than Brady.
1: (laughs) Oh man, but ah boy, I get it. I get it. The Jaguars really need a reliable quarterback. Uh, Little
0: contribution from Beegs there. Shaking
2: the man. I'm
1: not. I'm not a. I'm not positive Nick Foles is the right guy to sink twenty two million in a year for four years.
2: He's better than Bortles though. He's better than cousins, right?
1: I mean I don't know about that. It's hard it's hard to say, man. He's got like he's he's trading on a couple really good hot streaks and I don't know. Yeah, he's so a- he
2: doesn't turn the ball over. That's what we know about Nick Foles. Is he protects the ball, and I feel like that's important to what the Jags do with the body language last year. You could tell with Bortles coming on and off the field. You know, they were just they were frustrated, and it brought the whole team down because uh, the offense struggled and the defense was like, you know, screw this. We're trying so hard, and you know, what does it say about the, them as players? That's a different conversation. But I feel like next year there'll be a renewed sense of urgency with the Jaguars bringing in Nick Foles because they have a guy who you know, he doesn't turn it over much and you know, he can play within a system and it's a system he knows. He's played with the offensive coordinator before. So,
0: well, I mean, let's let's look at the success that they've had, you know, with basically nothing in Blake Bortles. Uh so you add it's definitely an upgrade at the very least. I don't know if it's worth the, you know, Twenty-two million a year—they're going to be shelling out for him. Um, but
2: if that's the going rate, that's the going rate. And, and then, that's
0: the only guy. That's the only guy they really have t- to to pick up right now. You know, know, Flacco
2: going to Denver.
0: And even still, is that much of an upgrade? No. And He's then, old as shit.
2: Right? Not gonna. They're not gonna have access to either of the top two draft quarterbacks and. Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray, so this was their best option, and it just seemed like a foregone conclusion for quite quite some time that Foles was going to land in Jacksonville, and I, yeah, I do. I think it helps. It helps them, and they're they're going to benefit with an easier schedule next year because they finished towards the bottom, so they'll have one of the last place, last place, last place schedule.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I and I totally understand how how uh, an interception machine like Bortles could really make a guy like Foles just, you know, look so appealing. Yeah, right. You know, the taste that's been left in their mouths collectively for a while probably really wants a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of uh, that cream of wheat action, and it, Nick Foles just just give me that boring balanced breakfast, baby. You know, through you know. Th- to work the system right and, and don't give it to the other guys. And and that, that's a formula that can work on a really strong defensive team. Uh, I think the defense will have to be exceptional. Because right, besides Fournette, be a, a, they don't
2: um, have any other offensive weapons, really.
1: Not, not like, to speak they of. Hook, they got, they got a couple wide up. receivers with potential, but, n- but no nobody that you really hang your hat on, for no. sure. Uh and and yeah, how much how many games do you get out of Fournette every year? Uh yeah, yeah good point. Who knows? But but yeah, I, I I can see them really really valuing just some consistency and some 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 minimization of errors in the pocket for sure. Uh, and this may go down as a as a perfectly valuable thing. It's just I, I the 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 amount of time that we've seen fulls be good has been so short and just so uh so perfectly timed that you wonder it, it, you know it, either he either he does just have that mythical clutch quality that you can't quantify or um you know maybe he just had that perfect storyline to get paid and then he's going to be uh the Nick Foles we saw is, uh you know cut through the other times that he you know got the ball to be the starter and that was uh i think it's gonna be a tough really division protect the ball how well truthfully <laughs> it's gonna
2: be a tough division to play in with indianapolis on the come up and houston having all the talent that houston has and tennessee's been a playoff team re- recently and so they, they've got a decent team so that division is not a layup so we'll see
1: yeah sure will
2: Alright,
0: guys. uh, Enough fucking around. Go, go. Talk
2: about your guy. Let's get into it. Talk about
1: your level of happiness. I don't don't think it's his guy anymore.
0: Not my guy. Hashtag. Mr. big chest. Hashtag not my guy. Um, Yeah, so, (laughs) fucking uh, Antonio Brown to the Oakland Raiders for a third and fifth round pick. I honestly thought we were going to be able to get more out of him, but you know, he's done some serious campaigning in the last month or so to devalue his uh, his trade stock. So I guess I should be happy that we got fucking anything for him. but uh, it I spent some time today um, trying to make myself feel better about it. Uh, so I went through the list and of uh, of fifth and third round draft picks. And picked out a couple of uh, a, a couple of guys that made me uh, feel better. So, at uh, at the fifth round, uh, we had Richard Sherman. Okay, not bad. Yep. So we could potentially pick up the next Richard Sherman. Uh, Zach Thomas, '90s uh, guy from the Dolphins. Dolphins linebacker. He was yeah. great. He's
1: he's the lead he's... singer of Matchbox Twenty, right? <laughs> Rob <laughs> Thomas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Kevin Green. Heard of him? Ooh yeah, you like fifth him. round pick, and Mike Webster, also a fifth round pick. Now, granted, that's back when um, the fifth round pick was like the hundred eighth pick in the draft. But uh, so for third round picks, we have Mel Blunt, Joe. Is it Montana? Is that right, Joe Montana? Yeah, Montana. Montana. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, he was a third-round pick as well. Yeah, I've I, heard of him. I heard he wound up being decent. Yeah. He was okay. Uh, Second best
1: quarterback ever, baby.
0: Terrell Owens, third-round pick. And my main man, Heinz Ward. Um, he was a third-round pick? Yeah. Wow. Honorable, honorable mention, Teddy Bruschi. So, yeah, that's, that's what I did today. That'll to make you place. feel
1: better.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But what Lots. did you, what, honestly, so, I, I, obviously, when you heard you're getting a third and a fifth round pick back, you're fucking breaking shit. Yeah. That's what I would be doing. Yeah. This I fucking guy <laughs> shot his mouth off, you know, it was nothing but a problem towards the end, and then he fucking devalued himself so much so that for one of the best receivers of all time, all you can get is a third and a fifth round pick. That Maybe would have <laughs> me breaking stuff.
1: Maybe that's a master stroke on his point, because... You know how many times do you see a superstar go to go to one place and then the return package that they have to send ends up crippling them, right? So I mean,
2: Amari Cooper went for a first just past this past year.
0: Amari huh, Cooper. That's an interesting take.
1: I mean, I don't think it's real, but wouldn't it be fun if he if he intentionally brought himself down to the point where the team he was going to end up on wouldn't actually have to give up? They have three first-round picks valuable and they get to assets. keep them all. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I think. Uh, you know, God bless him. He got paid. So be it. He's, he's good enough at this game. He deserves to get paid. I, th- I think he was a real twat about getting it. And uh, truthfully, uh, from just, uh, 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 you know, believing that there is a God and there's a plan for this earth and he wants us to be happy. Uh, I really enjoyed the concept of him going to the Bills to be punished oh. for three years. Oh man, would that have been? Fun. That
2: was. I was rolling on the floor laughing when I heard I, that. Uh, I, I didn't like, even care Cause they awesome. were
1: He was not going to make the Bills uh, a contender. I, I wasn't even. I wouldn't even really be worried that the Bills were going to take one game from the Patriots nope. in this season, and just to watch him go out to Buffalo. Oh,
0: what a fucking asshole! I what, was I, I, laughing I, 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 so hard yeah, when it happened. I it was it so happy. Perfect. And then
2: he's like, uh, "No, fake news."
0: Quick, uh, quick, quick! Pause in the proceedings here. Um, after we had given Arizona so much praise earlier in the podcast, uh, the Blackhawks are just beating the fucking wheels off of them. It's 5-1 right now. After the 4-1 goal, uh, they sent Darcy Kemper back in, in favor of Calvin Pickard. And within 15 seconds of being in the net, Oliver ekman Larson turns the, the, uh, the puck over right at the bottom of the circle and, and Kane makes no mistake, just fucking drills it. Unbelievable. Anyways, do go on.
1: Oh, we're done, we're done talking about hockey now? <laughs> okay, cool. Hi, I'm back. Uh, yeah, well, uh, right, A-B to the, to the Raiders. Uh, I think... I'm now. Do you
0: I, think there's a chance that Levy on Bell could go to the Raiders? Yes, that's Absolutely. what I was asking
2: you. Yes, Absolutely. I do. Yeah,
1: I think really uh, the 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 question on on uh, where Lev Bell could go is sort of which front offices are willing to forgive him for his uh, for his off the field manner and and entitlement. And the Raiders just proved that they're willing to do that for Antonio, so I think that almost might make them front runners for Bell, but. Uh, I I'm not sure I understand what direction um Gruden's moving in right now. Uh, why well, get
0: rid of Khalil Mack if you're gonna load up like this?
1: Right, exactly. Why I I, I, I thought their plan when they plan was gonna liquidating be a for, suck picks, for a couple days when they were liquidating for a couple picks. Years. I got that, but like, why are you? I I, I sure a third. Now they're loading Brown. up for uh,
2: the Vegas run for next Vegas? year. As they're going to Vegas, but, and, but
0: you don't want to keep like.
1: They have we'll three first-round picks.
2: It would and, be a good one to. But they were still last in defense around. with him. They they were they with him and his talent. They were still last in defense, so he wasn't helping. So.
1: Yeah, um, he can't hurt. <laughs> that's yeah, it's true. But I mean, the numbers that it, that that he went for, I get it. I, they felt like he they weren't going to resign him. Uh, and 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 they did get you know some valuable draft assets. You can argue it wasn't enough, but. Um, you know they're they're going they're sitting pretty going into the draft largely because of that. I'm just surprised. It seems like they're they're I, I don't know if they got embarrassed by all the bad press and they wanted to make a a, a big splash. splash token gesture of like no we're bringing in talent.
0: Nobody more token than Antonio Brown.
1: Yeah, I it just seems funny to to sort of take those first big sledgehammer swings towards a full-on rebuild and then tie up uh that much money and 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 give away some picks uh for brown and tie up record money in um well the other brown trent Brown that they just picked up uh i just i don't know it seems weird i feel like they're pulling in two, in two different directions simultaneously uh and i'm confused <laughs>
2: Well, it seems like they're going to load up on offense. They're going to use the picks for defense, and we're going to see what they have this next year with David Carr. And if it works, then great. They'll keep him. And If not, they're going to move move on. But getting back to the Steelers, what were why why did the Steelers need to make that the deal now? Why wouldn't they wait until free agency's done? Wait until the draft night. You know when they can extract the most. Out of him, you know, he wasn't in the locker room. He wasn't causing problems in a locker room because it's the off season. They didn't need to do it right now, and they're still they're still gonna have to eat the twenty one million dollar cap hit salary empty space next year, anyway. Right now, so.
0: Um, Rooney had said that they were going to get rid of him by the weekend, and when the Bills deal, why f- rush it? Yeah, I think they. Yinser Nation was just, like, not fucking having it. You could have waited until a team it didn't a get the movement.
2: wide receiver draft pick that they wanted and traded to that team. Honestly,
0: yeah. I think if they're, like, in order to trade Antonio Brown, you need to set your pants on fire while you're wearing them, they would have. After uh, after how badly he embarrassed us.
2: So you're going to lose, so the three Bs. So their time together, they won two career playoff games, both in 2016. And now Bell and Brown are both gone, and it looks like the total compensation is a third. So it's going to be a compensatory third-round pick for Bell, most likely, and a third and a fifth for Brown. Um, That just didn't work out the way you thought it would.
0: It certainly did not, and actually a lot of what I'm hearing is that it could be Ben's fault. Um, And, you know, you don't hear Tom Brady calling anybody out. Uh, you know, on New England radio, it's it's a tough look. You know, he's certainly not the nicest guy. I met him once at, at the airport when I was when I was working there, and he was on his phone the whole time, didn't say two words, was a complete fucking dick. And uh, I, you know, I've never been a huge uh, Ben Roethlisberger fan. You know, um, litigious stuff aside uh he's he's just not the kind of guy that makes it easy to get behind him uh that said he's a generational talent and i've been grateful for everything he's brought to the we city is the word country.
1: generational too much
0: he is though he's a hall of famer yeah
1: I think but he, generational talent doesn't that mean only comes along once in a generation? Like, yeah, lastically. Like Bo like Jackson was a generational talent. Last time,
0: last time we had a quarterback that was worth a shit was when my dad was a kid. Terry, okay, a Pittsburgh graduate.
1: generational talent. I mean, sure. he's
0: like fuck, dude.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, sh- sure. I feel like. You can't be, you can't be a generational talent. If I don't know if there's ever been a, a year of his life where I would have said he was the best quarterback in the NFL.
0: That's Tom Brady's fault.
1: Yeah. So Tom Brady is the generational talent. That's the talent of this generation. No, Tom Brady. doesn't Oh man, I didn't even bring it back to Tom Brady this time. I love it. God damn it! <laughs> I wasn't even trying to horn in the Patriots fucking, that time. I, I
0: fucking walked directly into that one.
1: Yeah, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers have been every single year.
0: Anyways, so the um, I have a I have a a a working theory right now that Brown's craziness is a direct result of uh, the Vontez perfect hit, and he just like knocked him fucking crazy because he's been, an. Ever since then. Yeah. Absolute maniac ever since that hit.
1: Good call. That's a good call.
0: Um, to that end, Vontez Perfect has been released by the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Fucking finally. Fuck Thank that guy. fucking
0: God that Vontez Perfect and Pac-Man Jones are finally out of the league. Because just playing those guys, you know, two, sometimes three times a year, was, ju- it was just awful because... You want to fear teams because of their talent. You don't want to fear teams... Because of what
1: they can do. Because you're worried
0: they're going to, like...
1: Aim for the spinal cord? Yeah. Fuck. That guy was so dirty. Is so dirty wherever he is now. Will continue to be dirty in whatever field of business he chooses to move on to, I'm sure. Ankle stomps
0: and head hits. And he's just a bad fucking person. So, uh... Good fucking riddance. So it looks like we have some breaking news just coming in. Johnny, want to hit us with that?
2: Breaking news, Flash. All right, so <laughs> former Rams safety LaMarcus Joyner has just signed a four-year deal with the Oakland Raiders. And then we have one more that we missed earlier, the big one, Landon Collins, former Giants safety, signed with oh, yeah. the Washington Redskins. I can't Redskins. believe
1: we didn't talk about this. This is a huge deal. Yeah. This is... Uh, not just a a, a a great player going to an already uh, very good defense, but um, really, really resets the market on what safeties have been worth in the NFL for the last couple of years. Uh, he got uh, remind me six years, eighty-eight million, something like that.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Uh, Eighty no, eighty-six. I something. He's 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 making money, uh, and he's making money in a in a way that people didn't think that safeties could make money in the NFL anymore. Um, and 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 how do, how do you see this? Do you think do you think this is uh, the Redskins seeing something the rest of the league doesn't valuing something the rest of the league isn't or I have Redskins or do you overpaying. Think do like you the think Redskins always overpay. Yeah. I, I I I'm and I'm taking no knock at all on Landon Collins for this. This is an excellent player, and I'm actually pretty surprised that the Giants weren't allowed to, weren't uh, willing to shell out 11 million for the franchise tag on him, especially like, given that safety has been undervalued for a couple years. Uh, the the franchise tag being being uh, uh, decided by the salaries of safeties across the league you feel like that would that actually would have ended up being kind of a bargain for them they would have paid uh, significantly less annually for that one year than the redskins are for him now uh a, a big uh, by all accounts i don't follow the giants closely but by all accounts good locker room presence young excellent defender um and the only thing that i've heard about any of this that makes that makes it makes sense why uh, he wasn't why he wasn't valued by uh, uh, more teams. Uh, uh, once unnamed NFL executive that I heard quoted, you know, asked why are we not paying safeties, particularly strong safeties, anymore? And he said because they're not allowed to hit people anymore. That makes uh, sense. The the value of the strong safety in a lot of ways was that guy who was gonna make a couple devastating Gone are the days of the Bunny lot and the yeah, Ed
2: Reed, Deshaun Taylor.
1: Guys who took away the center of the field not not with their coverage skills, but with the fear that the wide receivers had to have of them.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and
2: So Collins was a good run stuffing safety, that's his Area of expertise, if you will.
1: I suppose that could be a reason why you why you would value him higher now because
2: now he's going to have to stop his own as ex teammate Saquon Barkley in, in division Oof. and Ezekiel good, Elliott. Good
1: luck with that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think uh, like I said, no knock on Collins at all. Uh, I think he's a really talented player. I, I I feel like in the market as it is right now, it, the Redskins over- they usually pay. overpay. Yeah, that's their thing. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 get them trying to, trying to, um, beef their defense as much as possible right now when they're going into, uh, season of Case Keenum.
2: Yeah, that's Woo! right. They just acquired Case Keenum, at quarterback yeah. for Alex Smith. Yeah. I can't even hate game. on
1: that decision because their options were limited with their cap space, but, uh, they are going to be, uh,
2: quarterback merry-go-round almost. Yeah, with they're the, going to have a lot of 9, nine cousins.
1: 12, 15-point uh, offensive performances, I think, Yeah. I see in their future. Uh, so, yeah, you know, <coughs> lock down the other side of the ball as well as you can, but I, I, I think in the long run this might be uh, a bit more money than you're going to get value out of him for.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: All right, so we're heading into our clip of the week um maybe a locker room uh starting to piece of shit together uh at least they're having fun
2: happy flight
0: sparks
1: joy can you tell us okay. what changed because uh, Brad hit the plane right out here that everything was just different
2: uh i did some coaching on the plane All myself right. i helped brad i helped coach stevens with some coaching but um more or less just giving our spirit right uh you know our energy uh you know just uh, i think the rigors of the season could get to you a little bit uh i myself was very frustrated um, you know, high expectations for myself and for my teammates. And we're not being up to that standard. I'm going to it on my shoulders. I'm a, I'm a very passionate guy. And the ultimate goal is to win a championship.
0: Did some coaching on the plane, Johnny.
2: <laughs> yeah. Kyrie, me, 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 I, I, I. Just never yeah, ends with even, this guy.
1: Even, even when the spirits are high and the quotes are positive, you will always still kind of get that that little bit of it. You know, I the, if you listen to the full clip, he says, I think the phrase, it all starts with me, like, three or four different times. and uh, It's always about Kyrie. Yeah, in his, I'm sure in his mind he's taking responsibility, but it does kind of play like he's, uh...
0: There may not be an I in team, but there's a bunch in Kyrie Irving.
1: Yeah, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you know, so he came out here to learn to be a leader, and, and, and sh- <laughs> all learning processes are... Uh, you know, processes. Uh, I I I just really loved hearing um. Just just some animation in his voice, uh, some engagement, even if it's even if it's still in this uh, this sort of selfish narrative that he seems to have about how Kyrie went on to to lead his own you know merry band on to to more championships than LeBron ever had, uh, whatever it is in his mind that he's moving towards, but. God damn it! Just to just to see, just to see them uh, playing together and seem to be happy before and after a game.
2: Uh, they do seem better in this California road trip lately. Than the yeah, three wins. Yeah, it's I just, know Golden State isn't. Golden State, they lost to Phoenix last night, so right, and it was it was take a, that with a grain of salt.
1: It was it was a squad that didn't have Clay Thompson that night, but right. to get off the plane, especially you know maybe it was lucky timing to to catch the Warriors with the pants down, but to have that you know purported uh bonding experience that they had on the long plane ride where they actually kind of started behaving like a team that enjoyed each other's company for once and then to get off the plane and to beat the brakes off of Steph Curry and Kevin Durant And, and followed Anthony. up the next night. And it's the young, and, right, young Kings team that's coming yeah, from. And, that, and that one was a little grittier and a little harder, but you know then then you get that great the great mojo of, of watching Gordon so, Hayward hit game winners. It's it's it, it could just be I want to see a lucky streak of three games. Who knows? But it does it, it does feel significant.
2: I want to see how they do when they get punched in the mouth because it's nice to. Everything's going well, everything's hunky dory when there's no pushback from the other team and there's no. But I want to see how they react once another team puts them in a situation where. You know things are going wrong. Not everything's going right for them. And how do they get up off the mat? Do they get up off the mat? Do they start pointing the finger at each other again, blaming one another, and stop playing together? Or are they gonna come together? That's when the true test, I think. If if things are actually fixed for the Celtics, we'll find out. If that's this...
1: actually, I'm 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 thrilled you brought that up. Uh, that's that was something I was kind of toying with today. I was I was thinking, you know, what what would the Celtics have to do? To uh, reinstate themselves as as championship contenders, and you know the the first obvious uh, the first obvious thing is okay, you win out. Let's say they go on seventeen and 0 streak right now, seventeen games left, something like that.
2: Six. Yeah, I don't. Something in that something. neighborhood.
1: It's not important. Let's say they they run the table and they win out. I almost I would almost be more concerned if they did that. Fifteen. 15 games they went 15 and0 right now and just ride, rode the highs while they were high I would still be concerned with their propensity to take one loss and turn it into four losses and let that snowball I think uh, the thing they can do for me right now to 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 change my mind about uh, about their chances in the playoffs is for over the next 15 let's say they go 12 and three. And they don't lose two games in a row i want to see them take a take an l and show up the next day ready to play because that's been the that's been the big thing about them is you know they they take a night off they get an embarrassing loss and then they wear it for the next four games and and the roller coaster of up and down has been uh it's played out too many times this season for me to really buy in on a on, a, on one good road trip swing it's very heartening absolutely i, I like seeing something. good news more than i like seeing something. bad news. Um, because they were showing
2: nothing after the all Star yeah yeah absolutely. at least it's something
1: i'm glad i'm glad to see it appears to be in the right direction um the big question that it raises for me i feel like there's there's three there's three hypotheticals here um one is the the warm and rosy thing we all, all want to believe it is or johnny and i do as celtics fans at least uh that you know the old adage of they're gonna play their their best basketball at the right time they're gonna they're they're figuring it out 15 games before the playoffs and they're gonna and they're gonna figure it out right in time they're gonna come in they're gonna punch above their weight as a five. I kept talking about flipping seeds. the
2: switch, but they haven't been a team to flip. Yeah. Championship teams, switch. the Golden State Warriors flip switches. Yeah, the, the Celtics haven't won anything. They're not switch flippers. I yet. I, I <laughs> well flippers. not
1: yet. They're not proven switch flippers. No. We don't we don't know. The Patriots
2: uh, flipped the switch this past year. Right. After so, 11-5.
1: So, yeah. Uh, scenario scenario one, uh, Celtics are figuring out at exactly the right time. Uh, scenario number two is uh, the Celtics are just riding the same roller coaster they've been riding. They haven't figured shit out. It's just easy to get good sound bites when you're on a win streak. And they're going to go and break our hearts again in a few games and, and start losing to, to, to middling competition. That's scenario B. And scenario C is almost possibly the saddest of them all. Is they are figuring something out. They are getting better, but it's too little, too late. And they're not going to have the time to uh, build the confidence and the momentum that you need to take down Giannis or, uh, or to take down Kawhi and, uh, and these really surprisingly deep uh, teams that are up at the top of the East. Uh, well, they're only a game back
2: in the three seed now.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And the way I see it playing out, looking at the schedules, is I think Philly will get the three seed. you know, And the Celtics, which I think is a good thing, can get the four seed. And the Pacers schedule is extremely difficult. They get the five seed. So I'm calling the shot right now. The, the Pacers at the Celtics in the 4-5 matchup, round one, is what I think happens. And then they'll play the, the Bucks in round two. Because uh-huh. the Bucks will be the, the one seed, most likely.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I almost want to see them play Philadelphia in the in in the first round for confidence like we seem to have the yeah. sisters in our back pocket. Granted that was before their last their most recent big But it would be a team. long
2: series most likely. Yeah. And do you want that before having to play the Bucks and then the Raptors? That's
1: that's totally fair. fair. Um I like I said my 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 best case scenario for this team is if, if over the next 15 games they obviously they need to win a good chunk of them. And the biggest thing for me is coming back the next night after a loss and show that you still have a spine. Um, and if they if they can do that for the next 15 games of the season, I, I'm going to breathe a little easier about their chances. And hopefully Tatum,
2: his shoulder injury isn't something bad because he's missing tonight's game against the Clippers, which is only the second game of his career that he's missed in two years. And his shooting percentages over the past month have been horrendous. And you got to think that has something related to, to do with the shoulder. Because well he's good. been a good shooter for most of his career. Um, the other thing is Gordon I mean, most Hayward. Of his
1: career being... Two years. Now, two, two seasons yeah.
2: But he, he's still, he's been a good shooter ever since he came out. Uh, Gordon Hayward seems to be back. He had an ankle injury right after the All-Star break. It was the other ankle, not the one he shattered. And he said it really bothered him. And, you know, we could see it on the court. He looked like uh, someone who just didn't want to get into any... And he just didn't want to get involved on the court. He just wanted to be kind of like pretend he wasn't there. But now he's being assertive and the offense is running through him and he says he's healthy again. And if we can get the Gordon Hayward where we're getting, um, I would like 15 plus points tonight. But if we can get at least 12 points tonight and, you know, the good shooting that he's been shooting, he's been making. So I think he's only has two misses in his last like 25 shots in two-point land.
1: Yeah, he's uh, yeah. His shooting has improved markedly, and has done so every month um, so. for a while now. So yeah, I, I think, we can get a good Gordon Hayward. I think uh, he's still he's still a few uh, consecutive performances away from me saying like he's back. You right. know, he's 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 still he's still not even fully flirting with being in the starting lineup, and, and the guy that we hired. Uh, 30 million a year. Yes. Yeah, start, start he needs he needs to be a starter. No, I'm not gonna say he's back. I will say he appears to be uh he appears to be without physical limitations. Uh and his shot is definitely coming in to focus now and uh I, I feel much better about the next couple years of his deal and I really hope he continues this yes this uh this movement in the right direction Upward of the playoffs trend. because holy Christ are the Celtics a great team, at least in the win loss uh, area, when Hayward is successful, when he shoots over fifty percent, when he I scores think, a certain amount of points, only have two losses he's he's like JBJ.
2: Season. So like when JBJ would get a hit for the Red Sox last year, they would win, right. and when he didn't, they would lose. The record is is insane, and he's basically Gordon Hayward is the Celtics, what JBJ was the Red Sox. If Gordon Hayward scores over, I think it's over twelve points, then they only have two losses or something all year.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if, boy, wouldn't it be funny if this whole time that that the Celtics have been struggling, it was just because (laughs) Stevens wouldn't give up on getting Hayward his work. And then if he, and then if if he rounded into form right in time and, and they go on to have a monster playoff run, like that would be a hell of a story. I am. Decidedly not sold yet. They have broken but my two minutes this season. When Gordon, yeah, when yes, it runs yeah, through Gilbert, Gordon absolutely, Hayward absolutely, and absolutely, when Kyrie
2: is just pounding the ball into the ground, dipsy doo it, it looks good, but that's not good for the team. And you can tell nobody moves around on offense. But when other players, when, when Smart brings it up the court or Hayward brings it up the court, everyone's running through their sets and their their picks and their picking their motions, and the offense has a much better flow to it. And then when Kyrie just is just Dribble, dribble, dribble. Look me, look what I can do. You
1: yeah. know. Yeah. He, I, and Kyrie I, gets I better
2: that. shots too when someone else brings it up, and he can get the open, open look. You
1: know? Yeah. I I agree. Off uh, catch.
2: So Kyrie had a good quote today, which I thought was his best. You know, because whenever he opens his mouth, it's it just gets worse and worse and worse, and there's continuous shit flowing out of his mouth, and I'm like, this guy needs to stop. Someone needs to stop this guy from talking. But today he had his probably his best uh, his, his best quotes I would say as a, in his time as a Celtic. So the headline is Kyrie says he's sorry for his recent mistakes. Uh, Kyrie is apologizing. Um, he says the way that I've handled things it hasn't been perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes that I take full responsibility for. I apologize. I haven't done it perfectly. I haven't said the right things all the time. I don't want to sit on a place like I'm on a pedestal from anybody. I'm a normal human being that makes mistakes. For me, I think because of how fixated I was on trying to prove other people wrong, I got into a lot of habits that were bad, like reading stuff and reacting emotionally. And that's just not who I am. That doesn't sound like Kyrie Irving, does it? <laughs> it does not sound like Kyrie Irving.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, that's, that's heartening. For sure, right. Uh, he, he still, you know, we 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 knew we knew he was a look at me player from the whole premise of him even wanting his original trade. You know, like we we knew we were getting uh, an alpha personality and a a, a, a diva to some degree uh, when you know playing with LeBron James. You know, uh, get, generational talent, LeBron James.
0: Fuck you from uh, a, from an wasn't outside, good enough from an outside perspective um you know hearing him make those comments the um, the last couple weeks, weeks you know when we brought up the I, I won't miss any of this shit uh you know and he's like I didn't get into basketball to have cameras on me it's like dude you're fucking uncle drew <laughs> you made a like, what the hell are you talking about like you don't you don't get to play both sides of that and uh you know, to see him have this moment of humility and, and sort of own up to it and uh, shows growth. It does show growth. Let's see how long it lasts. Right. Um, you know, let's let's see if if he can continue to show growth. Um, you know when they're not on, you know, an upswing. You know, you learn a lot about a person's character by the way they handle losses.
2: Yeah, this could be a tough More test tonight than... against the Clippers, and they've got some tough games coming up. And I do want to see how they do. like, Because even the game when they came out of the All-Star break, the first game at Toronto, that was a big game. And they started out the first quarter really well, and they had lead after the first quarter. And then Toronto just came out in the second quarter and just hit through them with a, hit them with a haymaker. And the Celtics just laid on the mat – And got pounded they got rolled by like 30 points that night you know they didn't get up so i we need the test is i think we need to see how they do when they get hit hard by someone's best haymaker can they get up or do they stay down and point fingers like they have been all season
1: yeah i i I, again to me it's less even uh How they can react quarter to quarter because you can you can take a you can take a bad beating in the playoffs it's a seven game series whatever for me it's it's gonna be it's i've seen this team dig deep in the fourth quarter and win because you know they still had hope they kept they kept hope whatever what i haven't really seen this team do is shake off demoralizing losses like once once you know once they take the L that weighs on them for a bit longer than they... I think they need to shorten up their memories and, and, and remember that they are the same team every time they walk out on the floor, no matter what happened yesterday. Um, and I, yeah, I want to see them... I want to see them putting losses behind them.
2: I'll we'll say, you... as the Celtics turn, I feel like the Celtics are this uh, basketball season's Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: <laughs> oh God, don't say that. Yeah,
0: that sucks for you guys. Johnny, I... Um... Actually, did a little research here. Perhaps we should have chosen for our number eighteen, Dave Cowens. I
2: was thinking of Cowens. He was on my list. Two
0: two time, uh, two time champ, rookie of the year, seventh time All Star.
2: He was the Celtic that um, at some point was voted the guy most fans, most fans, most of the most fans would want to have a beer with amongst the Celtic legends oh. of all time.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, very a guy that could relate to the people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man of the people, League MVP,
2: yep. uh, and those seventy Celtics. So they, the Celtics were down, and then they had Cowens, and they won. So after Bill Russell retired, they they were down, and then they got Cowens, and they won another championship. Two. Yeah, two, and then they were down again, and they got burned. All right. Um, <clears throat> anything else uh, basketball
0: related? I've been doing my best to to keep up with it. Um. How about in that loss, uh, LeBron getting a triple-double in, like, 27 minutes in a loss?
2: I mean,
1: uh, he's a stat powder. It's cra- crazier to me that he played 27 minutes. Yeah, only 27 that? minutes. Player, don't play. Uh, then the idea that... I, I, I mean, LeBron James, is whatever, he could get a triple-double in five minutes yeah. if he tried real hard. Uh, yeah, he knows just what to do. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, man, what a weird feeling it must be for him to be on a on an, a minutes restriction because his team is disqualified. This is a uh, entirely new territory for the guy.
2: Yeah, I'm um, surprised that they're not sitting sitting him. But I heard the thing with Stephen A. Smith say today that it's L. A. People pay a lot of money for those seats and. There's a lot of important people at those games. LeBron is a prize free agent. They, you know, and there hasn't been the year they wanted to. And for him to just bail and not give, you know, at least some kind of performance would be pretty shitty of him. So
1: yeah. No, I'm not. I'm. I can. I can see both. I was not saying that they should be playing him more. I think you know they're being conservative with him is just fine. It's just it's just weird of uh. I've never experienced a world where LeBron James is on a team that's
2: LeBron James is getting out. old. Like really? I don't understand people don't realize that LeBron James is getting old. So he's thirty four next year he'll be thirty-five. Yeah, and that's how that goes. It's how it goes. It's that's how it goes. How okay, so, so so he'll be thirty five and then wait. If Anthony will he, Davis hold on, hold on. will he
0: be thirty six the next year? When how Anthony Davis gets there. When
2: Anthony Davis gets there, he'll be thirty six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How good do we think LeBron How much longer do we think LeBron James is going to be LeBron yeah. James.
1: I I mean I don't know, but uh, my quarterback is 42 years old. It's so come like, on. <laughs> I, come on, it's different. Don't is see, it? Yes. It, I don't know how much different at 34 it is. years LeBron old is we we're a having the same conversations about beast
2: on the court. Like yeah. Come on, like I mean, you know. Yes, it's sure.
1: It's the it's not exactly the same. But... Brady
2: gets to sit back there and pick your part, and it's a lot more his brain than it is his physical attributes. Where LeBron, it's more of his physical attributes than his brain.
1: Okay. Fair enough. I'm just saying that uh, these thresholds are being broken more and more. As, I, see that. I as, see that. As medical, well, LeBron hasn't played defense in three years and, now. And even fucking nutrition is, you know, is improving around these guys. They 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 last longer and longer and longer. It's not the weirdest thing to say he could still be great at 36. Uh, I won't say it's. Highly likely. Yeah, I think if he,
2: I think there's a, the the decline's coming quickly, and the, uh, you can see yeah, it.
1: Hardwood's not for not forgiving, man. You can and his defense, years, is, he's not down. playing defense.
2: He's not playing like I'm talking about. He's not playing hard defense. He's not playing defense. Yeah, I know.
1: I've seen <laughs> I've seen some of the the highlights of low lights of him just yeah. sort of wandering so, around. So that's game.
2: gone because he's saving it for the offensive end. Or so. he's saving
1: it for the playoffs. I guess <laughs> now, there'd <laughs> a, be no for the reason for it now, but. You know, don't we have this discussion about LeBron every year where it's like, oh, he's falling off, and like maybe... No, we don't,
2: because he makes the finals every year.
1: I mean, yeah, but you have this conversation through the middle of the the Cavaliers season every year for the uh, past four yeah. years. No, I when think, they're When they're phoning it in. And I think now LeBron it's LeBron doesn't happening. play defense anymore. LeBron, LeBron's not this. LeBron's not that anymore. And then he shows them the playoffs and goes, this is what I was saving energy for. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Well, uh,
2: I mean, I don't know. I think he's... I think you've been was, in the league since I 18, think it was a real bad look years for old. him
1: for him to, to, to take it so easy on the defensive end while simultaneously turning around and criticizing defensive effort from the, from the younger guys and the fresher legs on the team. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't he doesn't follow usual human guidelines for stuff, so I'm not going to hold him to any of them. I'll believe in his decline when I see it for sure.
2: All right. I'll just I'll hope for it.
0: <laughs> so as uh, as we wrap things up tonight, gentlemen, you are both involved in multi-day Major League Baseball drafting. Fantasy situations.
1: Why would you call us out in public for stuff like that? How's it going, guys? How are it's you doing? It's stressful, man. It it's is so dead. stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, so- so I need this guy, this guy, this
2: guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. But I need this, but I don't get this, so I don't get this. It's like it's just it's so stressful. You Liam's
0: know. Liam's in a dynasty league where I didn't think I would see this, but like you had almost no idea who the guys he were he was drafting. I like. had no idea. Had yeah, half the team. I have
1: uh, no idea. This is by far the deepest deepest cut of fantasy baseball I've ever gotten into. I've, I've uh, been a single league guy for multiple years. Thought I wanted to branch out a little bit. Went down a Reddit rabbit hole on find a league subreddit and ended up joining like six hundred dollars worth of. Baseball leagues, including an eighteen-team dynasty. I have no idea what I'm doing, whatsoever. But it's been entertaining, uh, and goddamn, uh, I'm learning the names of guys in low A hmm.
2: ball
1: right now. Like, uh, it's uh, it's a, it's a heck of an undertaking, um, but uh, it's man. I, boy, do I love wheeling and dealing and, and and that kind of stuff. Like you know, you don't even get to redraft your players. You just gotta go with the team you had last year, and they're getting older, and you gotta find a way to make it. And that, God, it seems it seems like, like a, a really GM really almost. fun way to yeah. spend like fifty hours a week for a fucking fun. Of- I, I like <laughs> it. I do kind In fact, MMA. you have to. Pay. And
2: you get trading too in those leagues. In the leagues I'm doing, there's no no trading. Yeah, like, everybody just because everyone's by afraid their of um people colluding and it's like i get that so but but i wish there was trading because that's part of i find there'd be like an, an edge in there you know and you can help help your team out in certain areas of need and
1: it's uh, also the part that i just find the most fun i'm always i've always been that guy in my league uh who offers a million trades a year and i have the most waiver wire transactions every single year yeah the more teams uh, you get love, the more I love waiver wires the a bitch, man. though i love the tinkering uh so this hopefully will uh, satisfy my need for that. Uh, and a little
0: stinker, tinker.
1: Yeah, little, yeah. The Ruxin's face came to me the moment I said that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, actually, you know, honestly, I think the biggest, the biggest usefulness of this particular one for me is going to be that it is there's literally endless tinkering to be had in this league, which will possibly stop me from over tinkering in my. Uh, in my uh my daily or my uh or rather my redraft leagues yeah because oh, i've definitely been guilty of just getting on that waiver wire and making a move because just to make a like move. making a yeah. move and, and and getting rid of a guy that that maybe deserved that roster space and uh so hopefully yeah this this will take enough of my attention that i can uh sort of let, let my other uh my other teams develop are you gonna little, get uh, the
2: milb package oh
1: <sighs> Yeah, I must have to, I guess, right? <laughs> you are. Um, so I, I'm I'm reading a lot of dynasty guru, uh, and I'm reading uh, a lot of uh, of fan graphs, of course, some roto baller, just trying to just getting every every name in that memory bank that I possibly can because
2: it's a lot of work. I like that's why I like the slow drafts though, is because in the slow drafts, you know, in the fast drafts, you 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 make your pick and you go, you know, in the slow drafts. You're like, okay, so I have this set of players available. You research each one of them and you make the best decision for you. And you also, you learn the players, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I, it, it definitely, um, I, I always find in, oh, especially Yahoo drafts, um, where you only get 30 seconds. I, I will be pressured into making a pick. I instantly regret at least once per draft. Yes. Um, where I'm looking down at my notes, or I'm or I'm trying to get guys into my queue real fast, and then I look up and it's been my turn for ten seconds, and I go ah ah ah, and I don't have enough time to scroll through, and I just pick the next you know the next most ne- recognizable name I could see, and shit, I already had two second baseman. What am I doing? Yeah, and, um, and mistakes. Yeah. And yeah, the slow drafts definitely eliminate that. They give you a lot more time to sit down. They get you can get into some peripheral stats and whatnot. Um,
2: but I'm always the guy that takes too long. People don't like me. Oh, this yeah. Fucking well, asshole. To make your picks. To make your <laughs> picks. Fucking downing
1: again. Well, make your picks. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you're taking your time researching, then so be it. You yeah. know, your, your efforts will be paid, hopefully, at the end of the season.
2: I tell him, I say, you know, I choose this draft for this style draft for a reason. Yeah. So that I can take my time. They have one minute. Drafts. They have one hour drafts. They have two hour drafts. They they have all the options. Question. So these these
0: two hour drafts or whatever. What happens in the like wee hours in the morning?
1: Are They suspended? So
2: the clock is off from two to eight. The ones I'm doing. Oh, okay. 8:00. Mine mine
1: shut off at eleven p.m. and I go like back that, on then. at nine nine a.m.
2: I like that. It's like a little more sleep. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. I wake. I this what happened this morning. I wake up first thing. And I'm like I'm on the clock. I'm like okay. Huh. Um,
0: just to finish this out here, um, we were talking about this, uh, last week, but we didn't get to get your take on it, Liam. Um, what are your thoughts on Tebow? Uh,
1: uh You have him, don't you? Didn't I didn't see his name? No? Did I see his name on your list? Oh, uh, yes. He is one of my minor leaguers in, uh, in this team that I just picked up. You inherited him? Or uh, did you yeah, pick him up? I did not pick him up. Uh, I, I inherited this team, um... Uh, a guy, a guy left the league uh, last year after uh, losing the championship game. So I'm actually in in reasonable, uh, reasonably good place with my major league roster at least for the next year or two. They are getting pretty old. I have a lot of like Jose Batistas and Edwin Ar- Ar- in uh guys that were great three years ago and you know might have a year or two left in them. But gotta start planning for the future. But he drove it like he stole it. He sold all my draft picks away. He sold all my minor leaguers away and. Uh, and, uh, when he didn't get the ship, he just bounced and, uh, left me with, uh, the semi-smoking remains of a great team. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, the, um, minor league situation is dire. Tim Tebow might actually be my best minor league right now. Um. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Uh, so, yeah, here's hoping, uh. Here's hoping the great white American Hope shows up in uh, in, in uh, New York sooner than later, but... Pff, I don't know.
2: No, nah, the Mets... Them. I mean, the Mets look like they don't have a legit thing. There's going to have to be some injuries. Yeah, for I think sure. They, they got uh, some guys...
1: They're, yeah, they're... Uh, they're going to be a sneaky good team this year, I feel like. Well, I
2: think so, too. But, you know, we'll get into the baseball pre- preview in two weeks. I think so, too. However... We thought so last year too, because they have the pitching, and they start off twelve and two, and then they broke everyone's hearts. Their division, you still have you have the Phillies, who got Harper, and have been on the on the um, on the rise. You have the Nationals, who lost Harper, however, they do have Soto and Robles added to the picture now, and Corbin to go to another pitcher. So I feel like the Nationals have gotten a little bit better, and the Braves won the division last year, and they're young too, and they've added Donaldson. Uh, maybe their pitching is the weakest of the of the bunch, but. I mean, are the Mets, you would think, yes, they look like they should be better, but that yeah, division is true. no picnic.
1: That is true. So, so what do you think the chances are uh, both Na- National League wildcard teams come out of the NL East next year?
2: Um, okay, so I don't think it's going to be the West because oh, yeah it's gonna ha- it would have to be and, someone
1: in the central to challenge them probably yeah it would have to be someone have to in the be central like the Reds or the or, or the Cards No,
2: it's going to come from the east i think no i think it's going to be from the Both east of this them. year yeah, yeah i
1: you know i haven't like, like done like, like Phillies, nationals Braves, something like that philly's brave's nationals maybe yeah maybe Maybe one
2: from the Central, one from the East.
1: It would be tough to do, too, just because mathematically the number of games that they play against each other, it would be be very difficult. But they also
2: all get 19 games against uh, the Fish, the Marlins. Yeah,
1: Yeah, you're not wrong.
2: So, I, I mean, but you're right, it does... I don't know, the Central, Central's again, tough, then too, then because to, the Central to go, to go is all good. This, they're, not, like, they're not as high-end as the East, but the Central doesn't have the low-end of the Marlins, because even the Pirates have good pitching, like Archer and Tyon and yep. Trevor Williams. Even the Pirates, who are the worst team, technically, have good pitching. The Reds are on the come-up, the Cubs are the Cubs, the Brewers the division winners last year, and the what, Cardinals What Johnny's are goals, trying it. to
1: say is that the MLB preview episode is going to be friggin' We lit, ladies and gentlemen. We lit. <laughs> Can't let's, wait. let's not let her all out of the bag yet.
0: Well, I'm certainly excited. So uh, again, physically, he is
1: physically excited, ladies and gentlemen.
2: I, I do really like it. this. is a good time of year. It it, it is because we got yeah. the brackets coming. This is conference championship week for college basketball. Next week we have the brackets out, so we'll be filling out brackets next week on our uh, what our 19th episode show, and then we have. Uh, you know, end of the season pushes in NHL, NBA playoffs are coming in a matter of weeks. Uh, baseball is to it literally back to baseball starts next week because we have the Tokyo series between the A's and the Mariners. So we have the two-game series on Wednesday the 20th and Thursday the 21st. So next right. week, 10 Tokyo, days not
1: London. I said London earlier today to, to well, still, but the
2: Yankees Red Sox played London series in June. Right, right, right. But the Tokyo series starts kicks off baseball this year. But the real opening day for baseball is the, the 28th of March. So we got that coming. So we are loaded. Not to forget NFL's free agency, which was wild today, and the draft is coming. So sports is picking back up.
0: All right, um, want to give a huge thanks to Liam uh, for filling in for oh, Marty sure, today. Always, always a pleasure. Yeah, so fun to have yep. you. So, thanks for making the trip. And Thank you, uh, guys. We fucking made it big time. We're in the big show. We're All on right. Apple Podcasts now. We got so tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, like us on Apple uh, Podcasts. Leave a comment leave a review
2: easy access
0: yeah let's uh let's get it going we hope to be on google soon so this shit is actually taking way longer than i thought it would they uh they do a good job of of reviewing not for content but for quality uh so uh sorry about uh last week's episode came out a bit clippy uh it's a homegrown operation so we're working on it but uh If you want to leave us comments or concerns, miscellaneous cries of anguish, uh, you can hit us on our Facebook, at Green Mountain Sports. You can get at Johnny, at Green Mountain Grinder, Green MT Grinder on Twitter. You can uh, hit us up on Instagram, at Green Mountain Sports. And, uh, yeah, thanks for playing along. Have a good night. We'll see you next week. week.
1: Good night, folks.